Over 30 years of advice for your house, home, castle, or cabin. Y'all have things you want to get done. It's Rosie on the House. Hey, y'all, y'all. Thank y'all for tuning in to Rosie on the House. Appreciate y'all being here. You know, every once in a while, we have what we call Rosie Bunny Trail. And I take y'all off to the side of home improvement to something that I think is really important to the community and homeowners, and particularly any of you interested in considering a career in the construction trades. So we've invited an entire team here from the South Mountain Community College Construction <laughs> Trades Institute. Ms. Chantel Freed. Hello. Uh, no, no less than the program coordinator, right. Chantel. Thanks for coming. <laughs> Thank you for having us. And we've got Travis May, Interim Dean of Academics at yes. South Mountain Community College. Correct. How do you do? Hello. Travis, thanks a bunch for coming in. And we've got Mr. Mike Thulin, who is the Director of Electrical Program at the you. Construction Institute. Thank you for having us. Appreciate it. You bet. He probably wouldn't come to this show if he saw my electrical toolbox. <laughs> all right, all right, you'd probably give me free tuition. Right, Rosie, what? There's not a confidence there. No confidence. We wanted to get the news out there of what y'all are doing at South Mountain Community College. I love the department, Construction Trades Institute. Miss Chantel, yes. what, what have y'all got going on down there, and how long have you had that thing going on down there? Well, we recently started back when the pandemic hit. Okay. So, um, and actually, Travis was there for that, and so was Mike. Um, I came in a little bit later to help them restart it since the pandemic kind of died down and people were coming back. So we have the electrical program, the carpentry program, a um, plumbing program also, and it's a 16-week course, and you come down once a week, like Thulin has a class on Tuesdays from 8 to 5, so if I work a normal job, I'm still able to awesome. Yeah, work that out with my boss and still make a paycheck. Then I'm able to you know, understand the carpentry, and in 16 weeks, I'll have my certifications in carpentry or electrical, and then I can roll over the next semester, whatever I didn't take the first semester. Uh, I've seen statistics of what kind of shortage there's going to be in the construction trades in the next decade, really the next generation. What are y'all seeing out there? I mean, as fast as you graduate these kids out of here, they, they must have a job a week before graduation. It would be my guess. We thought that, Rosie, when we first started and we, we started this institute up. But what we found out is we get a lot of students that have no intentions of going into the trade itself. Interesting. Yeah, we get realtors that are flipping houses and want to do some of their own work. Oh. We get veterans that come in and want to do their work. We get the housewife that can't get the husband to do the work and oh. has decided to enroll and learn how to do it themselves. So we have a very varied student. It's, it goes everywhere from somebody that wants to be in the trade that wants to do it themselves, yes. Well, Mike, answer me this. For the student that's going there to get into the trades, how long are they waiting for a job? They're not. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I, – I can't get the actual figures right now. I don't remember what it is, but I know the governor just put out – an initiative that in the next three years, I think they either want to double or triple the apprentices, the apprenticeship programs in the state of Arizona because there is such a lack of people in workforce. So I talk to the contractors. I deal with them all the time. They are looking for help. Oh. They are begging for help. And that's what we're doing is we are trying to give them some people that can start off in the trade and make a fantastic career out of it. 
I've seen a study from the utilities company that says that, that nationally they're going to be a half a million electricians short in the next five to six years. You know, Mike Rowe's been sounding the bell on this for a lot of years, and now I think it's finally starting to hit. And here in our great state of Arizona, in Phoenix, it's really hitting hard because we got a lot of construction going on. A, a big voice for this construction as a career came from our prior Registrar of Contractors, Mr. Jeff Fleetham. And he, he pushed the concept. It's not trades. You're learning the building sciences. Right. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that's what it's become. I really don't know why, but in the last 20, 30 years, construction's kind of become a dirty word. And there's a lot of people now opening up their eyes to that and realizing the wonderful career they can make. And there is potentially very good money to make. I was never a very good student. And my junior year of high school, they said, if any of you want to catch a bus at lunch and go down to Scottsdale High School, which isn't even there anymore, and learn how to frame up a two-by-four wall, run electrical, mount junction boxes, do some makeups, put in your devices, lay concrete block, learn how to trowel flat concrete. For me, that was a no-brainer. Oh, sign me up. I'm in on that deal. And that's where I got started. Well, that's one of the things we found out is we've been promoting a lot out to the students coming out of high school. And I'm going to let Travis talk a little bit more about it. But we've got what we call an ACE program, and I'm going to let him describe what it's all about. ACE stands for Achieving a College Education. And this program actually was started at South Mountain Community College years ago and is spread out to our other sister colleges in the Maricopa District. But what we started this semester was the program would have juniors coming in. So we'd, we'd started a okay. carpentry. So students would come into our, the carpentry program. They, would ta- they started that in the summer, and they, t- they would take it for one year. The, after that one year, they will have their credentials in carpentry, right? They'll have a certificate in that. Okay. Their senior year, they're going to start their electrical program. And then when they're done with that, so when they finish high school, they'll also have their electrical. Mm. So they'll have two, in a carpentry and electrical going through our program. Now, for the junior in high school, is there a cost associated with this program? It's kind of an interview process. So if I'm a student interested in this, I would apply for it. I get an interview with it to get accepted. Once I'm accepted, we have money set aside for students going in there. So it's really at no cost to them. So it's a great program for individuals who are looking to do this. ACE. ACE. Achieving a college education. How far of reach do you have with that? How far a geographic reach have you seen students come in for that? Yeah, so we're located right there in South Phoenix, and we've seen students come from the west side of town, uh, central Phoenix, even um, in Tempe. So our reach kind of it goes out. Um, if students can kind of make the commute and get down here, it's a great opportunity. And how often are they coming to the campus? They're coming, so... Starting up pretty soon, they'll come every Saturday okay. for about, I think it's 14 weeks. 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 Yes, yeah, okay. correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because they go through their normal high school Monday through Friday. Yes. And yeah. then in the mornings, they'll be dropped off by their parents from 8.30 to 11.45. And the ACE program also has, or they'll give um, breakfast or lunch uh, when they take their break. So it's, it's, a, it's a well-rounded support system for the students. And part of the cool process was that when we did allow it to come into the trades is they had to write an essay of why they want to do this rather than the traditional other A student, which starts the associate's degree process, right? And a couple of essays that I got to read was, my dad does this. 
and I want to be able to help him when I'm out of high school. And I also don't want him to have to come up with extra money for me to go to college. So it's this thing where they it started with the family history piece, and they want to add value to you, to it. And what I noticed, because um, I'm fortunate enough to be on the campus when they're there and also the other trade students, they come in with kind of a closed body language and kind of like, uh-huh. you know, really intimidated. Okay. And once they figure out and are taught how to actually work that tool or what they can build, by the end of the 16 or 14 weeks, depending on, you know, if it's um, ACE or the traditional uh, trade student, their body language, they're up, they're proper, they're like, I'm in this. It's really exciting to see that. So anyone contemplating the construction sciences as a career, you've got the ACE program for the juniors in high school to consider. Mm -hmm. But... (laughs) Mike over here is teaching the housewives how to make up electrical connections. Yeah, that's so right. It's the realtors. It's the the, the veterans. veterans. Okay. It's kids coming out of high school. It's people that are looking for a career change. Uh, in the classes that I've had so far, my age group has went from seventeen to sixty-five. Always have women in my classes. They're normally always my best students. Of course. And there's a lot of initiatives right now, especially right in the city of Phoenix. Uh, there's many initiatives to bring women into the trades, and it's becoming very well known. So if we've caught anyone's ear that might want to learn more, Chantel, yes. how, where would you send them for more information? Well, you actually can go to our website, the South Mountain Community College website, and then go to Construction Trades, and there's uh, information and also a submit form where you can fill out a, what your interests are. You all have great sponsors. The Another ironic yep. story is one of your sponsors was one of the first jobs I ever had with 3G Construction. Nice. Larry McCreary. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, Miss Chantel, this ACE program sounds like a win-win yes. win for everybody. No-brainer, no-brainer. And actually, our um, Trade Institute offers... When you take carpentry or electrical, it's a 16-credit college credit. So the ACE program will actually graduate with 32 college credits that can go towards an associate's degree. You get to walk at commencement across our stage like a traditional college student. As we talked to the contractors and got into this a little more deep, uh, they pretty well let us know that the OSHA 30 would be a much better situation for a, a new person coming out into the trade. So starting this fall here in 23, we're also going to offer OSHA 30 accreditation to anybody that takes our programs. Pre-apprentice pro- program that certifies you in carpentry, electrical, that you earn college credits for, yes. that the junior in high school doesn't have to pay for, that you leave with the OSHA 30 certification. That's correct. Yes. We always feel like we're guides or we're the helper. And when I first got hired on back in 2000 at the college, I worked in a, an audiovisual department. And my boss at the time, Bruce Tucker, said, there's two types of leaders in this world, Travis. You need to figure out which one you're going to be. kind of looked at him. I was puzzled. And I was like, what, what is he talking about? And he said, Travis... One of them is a cattle herder. He said, yeah, that type of leader is the one who whips the cattle into shape like the cowboy. You're whipping and whipping him. Go here, go there. He said, the second type of leader is the shepherd. The shepherd says, come here, come follow me. We go together. If you kind of get outside of it, I'll bring you back in, and we kind of go together. And I, that stuck with me for many, many years in my whole career. I had a lot of help. And so now that I'm in a, in a role where I can give back, I'm the shepherd, because we're the guide. We're the helpers. Mm-hmm. Students, through our ACE program, we're help guiding them. But I'm, I am beginning to wonder, how do you fill those faculty positions? Uh, we pray a lot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. That's fair. <laughs> um, so if anyone that has retired and, and would like to give back to the community, like both of our mics, 
we can review the resume after years of experience or if they actually have the degree. And it's a community college, and it's going to take a community to plant that seed to help the future construction trades you know, blossom. Fantastic. Anyone is interested in teaching or electrical or carpentry or plumbing, we're looking for adjuncts as well. We're looking to our expander program. We've expanded it since the fall of 2020 to now. SouthMountainCC.edu forward slash CTI. Mike, I hope we've wet the whistle of somebody to take a look at the Construction Trades Institute at South Mountain Community College. Thanks a million for coming in. Yeah, thank Thank you for having us. Appreciate it. A great big thank you to South Mountain Community College for coming in and talking to us about the Construction Trades Institute. Those of you homeowners who are out there wondering about who's going to do the repairs in, about, and around your house that you don't want to tackle yourself. This is extremely critical. We need to recruit new talent, new young, fresh talent into the construction sciences industry. And I'll tell you what, if you're uh, wondering what a job like that could pay, go to Indeed and just mention you'd like to apply as a construction superintendent and and prepare your email box, you will get slammed with about 30 or 40 or 50 responses. And, and, and the, the work conditions, the payment, the benefits, everything will be spelled right out. And uh, maybe after you see that, it'll even be more appealing than it, than it sounds right now. So we are here to answer any question you might have for another about another half hour, 40 minutes, one 767 4348. If you've got any question about your house, home, castle, or cabin, we'd love the opportunity to share with you our construction and remodeling experience from Arizona Home Building and Remodeling for the last 48 years. We've got a couple, we always have a couple emails and texts, Romy. What have you got over there? I see you're over there pushing buttons, man. You're busy with your fingers. What you got over there? Well, a quick follow up from our last hour when Jim was in studio, he had mentioned just how many people are underinsured because of how much pricing has gone up. Oh, baby. If you're looking at, you know, your insurance. Homeowner's policy. For total loss repair. And we had a texture say, you know, well, how do I how do I know if I have enough? Well, contact your insurance agent. And if you want a, you know, they would send out an adjuster, uh, appraiser, probably. I don't know if they would even need that or if they have it. In their books, but we've got two great partners, Focus Insurance, that y'all have heard on this program many, many times over the course of the years, someone we've been working with for decades, and we've also got a uh, new great partner, Atkinson Insurance in North Scottsdale. When I say North Scottsdale, a lot of people call, like, say, like, Shea is North Scottsdale. Central Scottsdale isn't even until Pima. I don't even want to hear you say north unless you're north of Jomax, and and they're almost to Cave Creek. it was where their office is located, but they've got a great uh, program for homeowners as well, which is you know, part of being every Arizona homeowner's best friend is make sure you've got the right insurance companies to work with. So either Focus or Atkinson, if you don't have one, you can find them in the insurance category at rosyonthehouse.com. And, you know, one point Jim Kowalski brought up, he says, Rosie, you remodelers, you builders, you know what it costs to put it back up. But what you're forgetting is in a claim, I got to get in there and tear it all down first. 
So the homeowner's insurance policy has to be enough to cover if depending the, the on the deconstruction, the deconstruction plus the reconstruction. So um, I, I thought that was a really good point. So that was the number so, one thing. Number point one in preparation for a loss or a claim is check your homeowner's insurance policy and make sure you're adequately covered. And when you do a remodel, there's demolition in it. Is it just it's not the same because of smoke and water smoke, damage, water and remediation, yeah. all that yeah. extra elements that come into factor? Yeah. I think a really surprising part of that conversation was just knowing that as a homeowner, you don't have to wait for your insurance company. You know, you know you've got that coverage, for, but if you let your water damage sit and it turns into a mold situation because you didn't mitigate it, your insurance company may not cover that. So I think that's a good conversation to have with your insurance company before <laughs> something was, happens. Just understand at, that process. I'm going to look at my policy because that's one thing he said that I had no idea about. As soon as the damage happened, I am responsible mm-hmm. to mitigate yeah. immediately yep. and not cause any further damage. I'm on it right now. Okay. All right. Good, 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 good. Well, that was a great hour just about being prepared. Uh, you would have known about that if you're a Rosie on the House insider. It would have alerted you with our email newsletter we send every Thursday and let you know Jim was going to be in. Jim and I go way, way back. Uh, his dad, Adam, I think I've, I'm, like I said in our interview, I think I met Adam about about 1980. And they've been close close friends and work associates ever since. So, we, go ahead. You got another one? Get a lot of questions about alternate products for painting. Um, one we strongly don't suggest, and that's, you know, like the ceramic never paint again type products. They're not designed for residential homes. They don't breathe. I mean, if you lived in a solid, poor, tilt concrete home, which is what, you know, they make warehouses out of, uh, that's that's completely different. And those and, and water dams, you know, that's really where that product comes into play. But if you're living in a stucco home that's got uh, silly sticks and stucco behind it, which, I don't know, 99.9% of the homes are being built that way now, those forever paints will not work long-term on those. But there's another one that we, I really interests me the cork spray it's, it's a breathable material and cork in and of itself never drops or raises above certain temperatures and i've seen it on a lot of different applications you can put it on you can spray it on top of your roof tiles you can spray it on your garage door you can spray it on your walls uh you can color the cork any color you want so it is a much more reasonable uh, product that I I would I would look at a cork application if you're looking for a more of a long term paint solution. One triple eight seven six seven four three four eight. That's one triple eight Rosie for you. Text questions can also be sent to four one one nine two three, or you can email us info at rosieonthehouse.com. Our weekly to do, which is something we tackle every single week keeping up with the maintenance around your home, castle, or cabin, to staying on top of things. You know, we're kind of following up on the cleaning and organizing, uh, talking about off-site storage. When uh, does it make sense to utilize uh, a paid monthly service for storage? And in Arizona, 
there's a lot of things, you know, there's a reason there's air conditioned storage units. <laughs> there's there's a lot of stuff you you wouldn't want to store outside. And even um even when I see a lot of RVs, I, I can't imagine and having an RV that you would pay to store that wasn't covered. I mean, all the stuff you have inside of it just out there baking. And then there's so it, it it just always perplexes me that you spent that much on the RV and you're spending monthly amount to store it. Well, but you didn't pay the extra few bucks to put it under a canopy? Well, you're exactly my kind of homeowner. When you spend three fifty, four hundred for a motor home, you should easily spend another half million for the shelter, air conditioned <laughs> man cave that attaches to it that you can bring that baby and park inside. Absolutely, I agree. <laughs> yeah, build one on your property, not even just a that's a, right a, a rental place. We're, we're we're doing a good number of uh, uh, man caves attached to RV garages, attached to a balcony overlooking the backyard. <laughs> Pretty popular little addition going on right now. That's for sure. But my solution, Rent Romy, you've helped me a lot with uh, off-site storage, given the fact you're on five acres. No. <laughs> We're not a dump. People think that. <laughs> you know, you got property. Let me just park my craft there. It's <laughs> not how it works. <laughs> oh, lots of room for lots of room for some crate uh, containers out there. Stack them up, buddy. You could do containers. Sure. I'll, put, I'll put my name on one of them. So you need to think through what you want to store. The other thing you need to think through is do you really need to store it, right? And, and when we were putting this article together, I was trying to think through, you know, personally, when when would I ever need an off-site storage? And, you know, the, uh, unless I'm Frank Moses and, and Marvin Boggs, I, I just don't ever see myself needing an, an off-site storage type facility. I, I I don't know it, it I can't, it, it just doesn't with, connect. Well, I'm going to tell you as a dad, I'll tell you with four kids, you're going to need it for all the kids that move back or move through or they're in between apartments. You you're going to need you're going to need something for the kids for sure. I can almost guarantee that. And it's not that they're moving back in, but they need a place to Land their Transition stuff. period. Yeah, right, right. I'll tell you my story. Okay. Our family home was 63 years in Louisiana. We put the house on the market. Kind of an emotional emotional moment sure. when you grow up in a home for 63 years. Sure. It gets online for sale first before the sign comes out. An hour later, I want to look at that house. We, the realtor comes in, shows it around. What do they want? We give them the price. We'll take it. Now we got two days to clean the house. Yeah, out. right. Yeah. So we ended up doing one or two of these uh, self storage places, it like a- because we're in a hurry. And of course, my whole family is sure. across the United States, so I only was able to bring back what I could. We uh, maybe a <laughs> month or two, yeah, before I had to go back and move eight hundred seventy eight RPM records to Arizona. Now nah, that's what I'm talking about. That is about. heavy that's shellac records. I'm talking about those old seventy eights that's oh, been yeah, running yeah. around. Yeah, wow. And I still haven't gone through them. Quite the collection. <laughs> quite the collection. Jennifer, you've got George on the line? Let's sure bring do. let's bring George into the conversation, see how we can help him out. George called one triple eight seven six seven forty three forty eight. George, what you up to today? Hello, Rosie. Hey man. Uh, 
I have a question. Uh, uh, I was listening to the show and you about the restoration. Okay. Uh, uh, Kowalski. Yeah. But uh, my my question was, uh, I've had uh, uh, water mitigation done that it's done so that um, houses uh, the bathroom. It's an interior bathroom. Okay. The uh, drywall was cut two foot up from the ground, I think it is, on, on one side of the house okay. or the interior bathroom. The floor was taken up, removed, the flooring, okay. and the shower bathtub wall was removed. So now it's sitting there like uh, with this. The, uh, they rehooked up the uh, sink, okay. the bathroom sink, the bathroom toilet, and the, the old uh, original bathtub is sitting there with the uh, fixtures and the drywalls removed and that. And my question is, it's a pretty, uh, it's a small bathroom, maybe okay. 10 foot by 15, something yeah. like that, okay. interior bathroom. And I'm wondering if uh, I should go with a uh reconstruction company okay. like on your website uh, kowalski or okay. uh use a handyman all right george uh, i hope when you called you uh had the foresight to get yourself a little pad of paper and a pen if not you'll be able to hear this posted to our podcast right after the end of the show there's a couple things you need to know now that you have filed the claim and it's in the hands of your homeowner's insurance company they're going to want to deal with someone that's familiar doing insurance work. It doesn't mean you have to do it, but they're going to want it. There's a, there's a specific estimating software that all insurance companies use. It's called Xactimate. And if the contractor doesn't submit the proposal in the Xactimate software, it's going to be an arm wrestling contest from the minute you start to the minute you finish. We do, and, and, and Rosie Certified Remodelers do do insurance claims, but we tell homeowners, look, you're just going to have to get your claim from the company, your, your insurance company, and then you and I will decide what you want to do. A lot of times people will call us and say, you know, uh, we understand the insurance company only owes us to put us back to where we are, but we'd like to take this opportunity and, uh, you know, maybe give the missus a bit of an upgrade in the master bathroom or the kitchen. And, and we know the insurance company isn't going to cover the gap and the delta between what we had and what we want. So then you just have to get in there and settle with your insurance company and uh, then then bring in the designer to decide what you want. And then you got then you can take a look at what the delta investment is going to be in your position. You've got to decide, do you want to argue with the insurance company? Because anybody I give you in the handyman division isn't going to be into that Xactimate software. And they're going to be, like I say, arm wrestling with the insurance company from day one. Kowalski, on the other hand, that's all they do. And I would tell you, if, if you could do this, you could call Kowalski and have him come out and take a look at it, get a quote. Then call one of the handyman's companies and get a quote from them. And then you just decide. I think they're probably going to be pretty close on the total number. 
uh, decide what is it worth for you to uh, go into an arm wrestling contest with your insurance company because that's that's probably what it's going to be if you don't use a company acclimated to dealing with your insurance company. They're very, very particular about that. I would even say persnickety. <laughs> so I hope that helps. You've got lots of options. You are in control. You can make the decisions. But just know, anyone that isn't in the restoration business isn't going to have the paperwork your insurance company is accustomed to expecting and that they will definitely ask for. But you're in control. You can do it. We appreciate the call. Let's go to Joe in Tucson. Wants to talk about a water issue. Welcome to the program, Joe. How may we help you? Yeah, I've got a three to four year old home. Um, My water heater, I've turned it down to pilot. Um, (laughs) Just so that I can try to take a shower without burning myself. And I'm still at the lowest the cold water setting. I'm still getting hotter water than I really want. And you, you said a three-year-old home? Three, yes, yeah, three years old. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah, it more than likely, uh, I mean, the, the, you, it's not that you've been living there three years necessarily, but the home itself is only three years old. Right, it was built in 2019, 2020. Okay. So, but I know it's been hotter this year, and... <laughs> Not knowing the diagram of my watering, but I'm sure some of the pipes go through the attic. And, That's but probably what you're dealing with. And my, my question would be, this is only in the summer. You've been in the house a few years, and you're just experiencing this in the summer, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. certain times of the year, I got my water spigot up to 12 o'clock position, yeah. which is in between cold and hot. But now I'm down at like five thirty. <laughs> you know, barely turning the water on. Well, I think given you've been in the house winter and summer, the house is three years old, and you're incurring this every summer. I'm going to tell you, it's the way the house was plumbed, and there's very little you're going to be able to do to fix it. We have a, a homeowner that called us once and said what he did does in the summer because it's so bad. He just unplugs his water heater. And uses that as his cool water storage because it gets to whatever the ambient air temperature inside his home is. Now, if your water heater was in your garage, that wouldn't work. And and honestly, we don't even recommend that because they keep the water heater set at a ter- certain temperature over 120 degrees to keep bacteria from growing in there. So it's not not anything we would recommend, but it's it's a very prominent problem in Arizona. And it's becoming more popular or more of a problem because so many of the homes are being built with flex piping, which in is the, a, a great the, product. In the attic. But it, they loop it in through the attic. So unless you have cathedral-style insulation where the insulation is being sprayed on the underside of the roof and your attic is under 80 degrees in the summertime, it's just it, – it's a serious problem. And, Joe, I will tell you this. That I know homeowners who are so fed up with that in the summer, they'll go to a full house water treatment system and put a circulating pump on the cold water side so that it never turns the water cold, 
but like a hot water circulation pump keeps hot water at every tap in the house, they'll do a whole house water treatment system and put a circulating pump on the soft water loop. And at least it keeps the water from sitting in place in the attic, getting up to that high scalding temperature. It's an expensive solution, but... I'm afraid it's probably about the only thing. Just insulate, yeah. just insulating those pecs line in your attic isn't going to give you the solution you hope that it would accomplish. Here at Rosie on the House, we are the number one contract referral network in the entire state of Arizona, and we have been for 15 years in a row. We're very proud of that reputation. We're very grateful the homeowners have come to the point where you've recognized what kind of contractor you can find on our website. You just get to the website, rosieonthehouse.com. It says select a partner, and you plug in what you'd like done. And we'd like to welcome a couple new partners, in particular, Vicki Gorman, a, a realty execs realtor, who after years of searching is the only realtor I can tell you you should call if you're considering buying a house, you hear a lot about what realtors will do for the sellers. My question is who in the industry is looking out for the buyers? If you're about to buy or you know someone who is about to buy a new house, upgrade to a second house or buy any real estate, I'm going to tell you, you need to call Vicki because Vicki and I have spent the time together to know she'll Put your buying process through the Rosie Certified Buying Process. And she's the only one that will do it. Vicki Gorman, a realty executive. You can find her on our website or you can call her at 602-689-2810. Thank you, Vicki, for being the first realtor to step up to the level of service required to be Rosie Certified. Let's go to Roland, see how we can help him on this beautiful Saturday morning. Another water issue. Roland, go ahead, good, sir. Yeah, or good morning. Thanks for taking the call. A couple weeks ago, maybe three, I called and uh, asked a question about water pressure in our shower and at the kitchen sink, and Rosie said to get a gauge to start and check the pressure at the outside the house. I did that at 65 to 70 pounds of pressure. We've tracked this down to when we bypass the water softener, the water pressure problem goes away. I don't understand that. Why would that happen? Well, there could be a multiple reason, but is the, is the, is the brand of equipment current? Well, it's seven years old. Okay. Then I would just contact the appropriate service uh, technician to service that piece of equipment uh, and, and, and get it looked at. I, that, that's one question I did not ask Roland when he was telling me and asking me about his water pressure. Did he have a water treatment system? But it, it could be one of about three or four different things. It depends on the system. It depends how well it's been maintained the last time anyone uh, paid attention to it. But yes, the water treatment system can definitely impact your uh, water pressure problem. Get it serviced and see what they can find out for you. 
We appreciate the call and let, call us back once the technician has been on site and see if I uh, can't resolve it and get your water pressure back to where you would like it to be because that is water pressure and, and water temperature, two huge uh factors and and quality of life you know what speaking of water and quality of life with the drought let me just i got a psa here arizona game and fish actually has to service over 800 water supply facilities for the wildlife of arizona and if you'd like to help Game and Fish offset the cost to do that, if you'd like to participate in getting the wildlife of Arizona the water that they need, go to sendwater.org. Sendwater.org. And they can help you, or the, the Game and Fish Department would appreciate anything that you could provide. They are not tax dollar supported. They'd love anything you could do. The amount of money it costs to get water out there, especially in this uh, uh, season of drought, is is expensive. So uh, there, there it is. That finishes up the topic of water. <laughs> well, and if we're lucky, Arizona Weather Force says Yavapai and Coconino are in for some thunderstorms today. Hot some dog. rain, Possibly. So hopefully that hits the northern mountains. I know southern Arizona has been getting their share of rain. Maybe yeah. maybe Central Arizona at some point this year will get their their share during this monsoon. Absolutely. Folks, we appreciate y'all giving us the opportunity this particular Saturday to once again try and earn the title of being every Arizona homeowner's best friend. It's our goal, it's our vision, it's our mission. If you own a home or want to own a home, you got to know about Rosie on the House. We're here as a free service to homeowners to share with you all we know about building, remodeling, and maintaining Arizona homes that we've learned after being here since 1966. All that information is free. And if we don't know the answer, we know somebody that does. <laughs>